Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Thursday, 5th January, 2022. Our bit today is taken from Hebrews 10, 23, which says, Let us hold fast the profession or confession of our faith, that's our hope, without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Well, although my computer tells me it's going to be above freezing again and partly sunny, I have my doubts because the day is opened wet and cloudy and ugly. It's been constant rain for the last couple of days. Makes you want to sing that old ditty, rain, rain, go away and come back some other day. But you know what? Although the last few days have been dark and ugly, once we have Jesus dwelling in us, everything seems beautiful. That's the awesome reaction his presence gives us. We can just go about singing and dancing, giving thanks and praise despite our prevailing circumstances. All right, all right. So that might be laying it on a bit too thick. Yes, we do have concerns, and every day is not a walk in the park. But when we hold on tightly to Jesus, we do have peace. Our hearts are lightened, and our souls gush with joy simply because he's with us. The one who is the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord of lords and King of kings, mighty warrior, wonderful counselor, the prince of peace, whose kingdom shall never end. Yes, he's the one whose name is above every other, that all knees must bow to, and, 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 sorry, and acknowledge God's glory in and through him. Whoa, can one body really be all those wonderful things? Oh yes, our Jesus can, and he is, because he is the Son of God, our Lord and Savior, the one who sacrificed his sinless life for us on the cross of Calvary so that our sins could be forgiven and we be reconciled to God the Father, the one whose blood flowed from his side, from his hands, his feet, and washed our sins clean, washed them white as snow. So how could he not be our all in all, eh? especially now that he's also a high priest and heavenly intercessor, sitting at the right hand of the Father, pleading our cases, and being able to empathize with our earthly problems because he too experienced them while here on earth, oh my people. That's possibly one of the greatest reasons why we can place our trust in Jesus. He understands from personal experience. As the author of Hebrews puts it so elegantly, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into or through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or confession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched or sympathize with the feeling of our infirmities, that's our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly or confidently 
unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And that comes from Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Oh, my fellow believers, that says it all. Or you might say it puts, it puts the icing on the cake. For there's no better place to seek help than in one who's already experienced our kind of problems. When we are sick, we go to a doctor, to build a house to a carpenter, to fix our teeth to a dentist, to help us with prayer to a pastor, because they are more informed and experienced in those fields. We won't go to a pastor to help us build our house or a carpenter to help us when we are sick. However, the beauty of Jesus is that he's experienced in everything. That's why he should always be the first one we go to when we encounter problems and not the last like so many of us supposed believers do. Now, he might send us to other mortals for help, but his ear through sincere prayer should be the first one to hear of our predicament, our praise and thanksgiving. And you know what amuses me, surprises, but mostly saddens me, is that we talk so much about Jesus and all the marvelous things he is, all the marvelous things he has done and can do, but we don't truly believe them. Otherwise, we'd revere and worship him so much more, place every trust in him, surrender our lives to him without a doubt in our souls. It's all a lot of blarney, that's deceptive and misleading talk, because we don't live out our faith. We don't hold fast to our profession or confession of faith, like the author of Hebrews advised in that passage above. But that holding fast to our faith is the most important thing we possess. For without our faith, we are lost, lost in the darkness and doubt of this evil and ungodly world. And the author of Hebrews revisits the problem in greater detail later on in his writings, where he admonishes, let us hold fast the profession or confession of our faith or hope without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke or stir up unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. And that's taken from Hebrews 10, 23-25. And believe me, I, my brethren, that day is fast approaching. The signs are there and can, or rather, will come upon us like a thief in the night, unexpectedly. So we had better be ready. And that can only happen if we get serious about our faith in Christ Jesus and do the things we know we ought to do, like prayer praise, thanksgiving, assembling with each other in holy fellowship, encouraging each other, and above all, loving each other like Jesus loved us. And that's not merely my admonishment, but his. His own words were, a new commandment I give unto you, 
that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And that comes from John 13, 34 to 35. The question now, my fellow saints, is whether or not the world, the unbeliever out there, recognizes us as disciples of Christ. And the general consensus is no, because we do not love each other as Jesus loved us. Can we call what's happening in Christ's church love? All the petty bickering, backbiting, resentment, cliques, false teaching, divisions, and scandalous behavior that's corrupted it is not love by any stretch of the imagination. His satanic majesty is overjoyed when he looks at the church and sees it so weak and ineffective. He knows then that he has divided and conquered it. But not forever. No, my people, not forever. If we, faithful, are willing to get serious, to rise up, to put on God's armor and fight tooth and nail to save it. And please don't say we can't. For remember with Jesus in and with us, everything is possible. We just have to believe and live out that belief. And you know what? Our God is so wonderful and generous that he's bestowed many powerful blessings on us. Blessings we don't deserve, but are needed to fight the good fight. We call them our Thursday blessings. So let's activate them now by sincerely declaring, yes, we spell declaring right again today. There's still hope for us. Yes, let's go ahead and sincerely declare our Thursday blessings all together now. I declare that I am blessed with God's supernatural wisdom and receive clear direction for my life. I declare today that I am blessed with creativity, courage, talent, and abundance. I'm blessed with a strong will, self-control, and self-discipline. I'm blessed with a great family, good friends, good health, faith, favor, and fulfillment. I'm blessed with success, supernatural strength, promotion, and divine protection. I'm blessed with a compassionate heart and a positive outlook on life. I declare that any curse or negative word that's ever been spoken over me is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that everything I put my hands to will prosper and succeed. I declare it today and every day. Amen. And now, my people, having activated those blessings, let's go out and use them now. Let's go out and put them to work as the Lord desires as we fight the good fight in Jesus' name. Much love. And the postscript for today says, 2023 must be the year Christ's church, like the phoenix, triumphantly rises from its, from its ashes and once again makes a worthwhile difference. Yes, my people, this year of 2023 must mark a big change and uprising of Christ in this world. 
starting in his church or what we call his church. So please, let's get together and let's wake up and see what's happening. The enemy is taking over and we don't want that. So the only other option we have is to live for Jesus. And every day we pray that. And we pray today in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.